Like, cheers, we're back. Okay. Yay. Damn. We got big glasses for our libations, dog. <laughs> cheers to season two. Welcome to the Goddess Complex, darling. We are it's back. been a while. It has oh been a minute or two. <laughs> or it really three. has. Or three or four. Yeah, we're in a new space. New studio, a.k.a. Sidra and Norvisa's new apartment. Yes, God. Yes, welcome. It's so I know many... you can't see it, but it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. The updated greenhouse. Yes. And now yeah. it's actually called the greenhouse. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Bam. There we go. So this is our reunion episode. And what are we going to be talking about today, guys? It would be nice to catch up, find out what everybody's been up to, getting into... <laughs> and such. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. That's a quick personal update, and then we can get to the topics. I love okay. that. Let's do it. Who wants to start us off? Personal updates. Where we at? What we've been doing? What's up, Sidra? What's going on, girl? Me first. What's up, queen? <laughs> just sitting to my right, you? just looking all good over here. <laughs> Um, I have been up to, what have I been up to? Um, I've been working a lot, um, but I have been taking a lot of photographs and also going back through my archives, which is kind of interesting. Because I went to school for photography and shot a lot of analog, so I have a lot of film that's just stacked and stashed away <laughs> that I haven't looked at. I mean, just... Just last week, I was cleaning and I found eight rolls of film that I just had never developed. And then I picked them up and I was like, who is that person? Do I still talk to them? This is college. This is an old girlfriend. So it's going to be an interesting, I don't know, like project to go through all that stuff. Mm. And especially now that um, photography is kind of circling back and film is becoming more popular and mm -hmm. people are... It's interesting to like know the long process of that and then see people kind of like speed through it or just like like it for the aesthetic so that's a kind of balancing thing that i've been interested to kind of figure out like where now i see my film work fitting into this new creative space mm. so um there's been a lot of that and and because of that i think that i've also been re-interested in exploring the idea of doing, um, what are they called, residencies, or applying mm. for grants, mm -hmm. or like taking the art side of it in the business sense, and how to kind of put the art in the forefront, where, and there are a lot of grants and things out there where people will just give you money if your like idea is money good. That money, girl, is there. <laughs> secure the coin, secure <laughs> the bag. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do, so um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. It's finally summer, sort of, which always is nice for me because I feel like more people are willing to be outside and mm -hmm. you know be creative and collaborate and do things like that so yeah I'm excited to see how the summer goes in that way mm. so yeah I'd say that's the biggest update that I have Chris girl what <laughs> who <laughs> oh me um child I've been up to a lot a lot of things have changed since um mm. We've, you know, all gotten together over a microphone. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I, so I used to uh, work for an LGBTQ nonprofit agency, and uh, um, it was time for me to get the hell out of there. I think I loved the work, but I wasn't get paid enough, and it wasn't just set up for my own professional development. So mm -hmm. while I loved the work, I felt professionally like stagnant. So I was like, "Girl, she got to go." Right. So um, I. Started, you know, the job search more intensely uh, and ended uh, accepting a role at NYU, which is amazing. So, you know, she's back purple. What? Um, uh, but yeah, I went to uh, grad school uh, at NYU. And granted, I'm in a, a different grad school doing different work, uh, specifically around event management and student activity. It just feels good to be, like, doing what I was, like, professionally trained to do. Mm, right. So I'm just like, yes. I'm like... I didn't pay for that degree, but still, I'm using, you know, the degree that I, like, work, you know, my ass off for, so it felt good to... And you get to throw great parties, it seems like. You know, event management, about, like, 55 events a year. No, 55 <laughs> events a semester. So oh, that's almost, my God. That's over 100. So my resume is looking cute. Like, what? <laughs> uh, my resume is going to be fantastic, but... 
uh, doing that. So started that in October. Uh, so been there for a little less than a year now. So like feeling really comfortable with that. Then I decided to, I was making a little bit more coins. So I was like, why not splurge and get my own little place? You know, a little right. something, something, something. <laughs> So a girl is now in Crown Heights, living in a little one-bedroom pre-war situation, darling. Oh, okay. um, and I'm really liking it. I'm really enjoying it, learning a lot about myself living alone. Um, I lived in Bed-Stuy for five years, and now having the opportunity to like create my own space. I just find myself being like less angry. Right. I'm like, willing to like actually be around people. So I don't know. It's just like, I know. I'm just like learning a lot about myself. And the place was not... Um, ideal. I mean, there were like little critters running around, you know, um, I had to like spruce up the apartment to like make it a home for myself. So mm -hmm. like, now that I feel so comfortable there and like in my home right. and knowing like what it was before I stepped into the place and created it, it's like really empowering to like mm -hmm. create oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so loving that, learning a lot about myself um, there. Um, the boo is still good. Bay is still good. We're going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary oh, in New Orleans in July. <laughs> what? <laughs> so excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think the, uh, to Sidra's point around like the summer being a time where you can be creative. I've been like doing a lot of self-reflecting because I have the space to do that now because I have my own place. Now mm. i got to be bothered with roommates. Yes! <laughs> um, I've been able to really just sit back and reflect. Like, I bought myself a saxophone because I'm like, I want to learn how to play the saxophone. Yes. I bought a foldable bike. So I've been, like, really treating myself and, like, allowing myself to create um, spaces within my home to yes. learn about myself, which mm -hmm. has, like, been really interesting. So, like, yes. really been loving that. Um, but, yeah, so this summer, um, trying to... I've been working in education for the last, like, nine years. And prior to that, I was within the education system. So the summertime has always been a time where I can, like... I don't know, it's free, I have a lot of energy, and I'm free, and I can, you know, do things, but I usually spend the summer trying to figure out what I want to do during the summer, so when the summer ends, I'm like, I don't have any time to so <laughs> do what I wanted to do. So I'm being proactive, um, and just trying to figure out, like, things that I want to do for myself. I've been doing a lot more yoga, uh, I've been going to the gym a lot more, I'm, like, really happy with my body right now. Um, so I'm just Life like, goals. Yeah, I'm just, like, in a really good place, but I know that... Um, which is weird. I think the Aries in me is like, what's next? Like, you can do better. Right. But, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a place where, like, the apartment's cute, but I know I can get a better apartment. Mm. The job is cute, but I know I can get a better job. <laughs> so I'm just like, girl, I'm there leaving myself room to grow. Yeah. So I'm, like, trying to be in between that place of, um, okay, you need to take it to the next level, right? But what areas of my life do I want to step up? Yeah, because I feel like I've created a home for myself and I really wanted that. I have a job. I really wanted that. So what are the other areas I like want to focus on? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just trying to like figure that stuff out, right. which is fun. And like, I feel real privileged that I can like actually engage in those things for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's Pride Month and I've been going to the different Prides, which is amazing. Yay, gay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, just like really enjoying myself and uh, allowing myself to be in that space and be happy and not second guess it. Right. And yeah. feel like I deserve it and not be pushing myself to run to the next thing. But like, Chris, sit your ass down. It's not even been a year. You have your own place and a new job and you're, you're thriving and you're healthy, girl. There like, it sit is. your ass down. Enjoy, and enjoy it. it. Yes. So. Yeah. But yeah, girl, as you can tell, I have a lot of time to reflect, you know, these little <laughs> personal narratives to myself. So, you know, I had to little, give a little tea about what's going on. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. Yay. No, crazy. So what's up, Noah? What's up? <laughs> Noah, be so la beja. What's going on, girl? What's been up? Oh, my goodness. Um, like Sedra, I've been working a lot. So I freelance. So I've been working on growing my client base, trying to get clients that are more permanent instead of just like one-off jobs here and there because mm -hmm. it's not sustainable. So I've been doing a lot of that, trying to work on my own personal brand, building a website, which is hell on earth. Right. Oh, girl. Um, but like getting a website done is not cheap either. So, yeah, I've been doing that. Um, so your Instagram has evolved. My Instagram yes, has evolved. Why? I'm loving Amazing. it. Thank I'm you. So I'm doing this thing where I'm kind of, I'm, I'm figuring out 
where I draw, not even draw a line, but kind of differentiate between my, um, my artistic just because I love it stuff and my artistic because I'm trying to make money off of this mm. shit stuff. Mm. And my Instagram I'm kind of using for my more, this is my hobby, this is what I love. So I've been posting a lot of my poetry. Um, I'm performing now. Um, oh, what? <laughs> which I haven't done in a long time. I mean, the first performance was at Sisters Unsigned. Yeah, that I got really emotional. That <laughs> Luna cried. You can hear me, like, sniffling behind the camera. I'm so happy for you. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to get back into that, which is something that used to give me so much life. And just like you, Chris, I'm just at a place where I'm going, you know what? Things are evolving. Let me be able to acknowledge that I'm, I'm doing okay here. Yes, it's, like I was saying earlier, everything is just a constant work in progress, but trying to recognize that you're getting somewhere. You're figuring mm -hmm. it out and concentrating on the things that used to bring me joy before I was in this cloud of what the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. So kind of allowing myself to do those things and performing is one of those things for sure that I just love doing. And it's empowering. Something so empowering about those nerves before and then the accomplishment of having right. done it after. Right. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. I don't know what else have I been doing. That's it really. We're working on our apartment. We're trying to, we're trying to fix things up, just like build and establish our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we're at that place where we've been out of college for a bit. Now it's adulting time. Mm -hmm. And as much as adulting is a very serious thing, we're trying to, trying to enjoy it. You know, right. trying to do it at our own pace, no pressure. We get done what we can get done, fix up what we can fix up. So that's that's where that's where we're at. Wait, there's there's also process. exercising your like visual talents as far as like you worked on a music video. Oh yeah, you've been yeah. working on um, what is it? Uh, creative uh, creative direction. Yeah. So folks? part of um, this like creative for money side of things. I've expanded because my, my training and my, my experiences in um, traditional advertising, so mm. TV ads, print ads, radio ads, that kind of stuff, but now I've kind of branched off. There's something actually so liberating about freelancing, mm -hmm. right? It allows you to explore those things. Yes, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as secure as having a, a nine-to-five job that you know mm -hmm. I'm going to get paid at the end of the month or whatever, but there's something so great in exploring that when somebody comes to me and goes... I have this problem. Can you help me solve this problem? I don't have to go, oh, snap, we need to create a TV ad and you get a producer and this and this mm. because I'm my own boss. I'm my own creative right. director. I decide <laughs> this is how we're going to solve your problem, which has just been so interesting. So, yeah, got into um, music video directing, mm. got into um, well, creative directing this artist, doing PR for, for our friend Shah, Shah's movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm collaborating with her to do her PR, which I'm just like, PR? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. Do you not know? Yeah. I, maybe I did. Yeah, but Lennox that's amazing. Lennox So partnering with her in that way. So it's just been, it's been like a very exciting time. And... The anxiety, the anxiety part of me, like it, it's like work. It's me working on it to go. It's okay. Like mm. it doesn't have to look a certain way. Right. You you're doing what you love. Money is not like this. I'm not getting hit in the face with money, but <laughs> you know, I'm trusting the part that right. because it feels so right, I'm getting there. I'm right. building something that I feel like is 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 permanent. Right. Know? Right. Yeah, oh, but so that. far, what if that's how you got paid? If oh my just, gosh, I would love money <laughs> just flew at you. I would be like, <laughs> grabbing that girl. <laughs> Come on, go it at me, baby. <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah, that's what I've been up to. Dig it, dig it, big things. Um, since last season, uh, a couple of things that changed for me. I'm now living in Brooklyn. Hey. Oh, welcome. I moved in with my beautiful, lovely, super fit, super cute bae who is sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Taking and, all the credit, of course. Right. <laughs> bossy. Uh, in Crown Heights, and I love it. It's, um, it's another step towards uh, independence. Again, because I've been in and out of my parents' house so many times, the runaway child, but this is, uh, it feels really good. It feels like this is, this is it. Mm -hmm. um, we're currently looking for a new apartment. 
Everyone's doing a permit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're the last one to get a That's the adult king. Honestly, um, but we've been looking everywhere, and I'm really excited for that next step. I'm I'm so excited to finally have our own place that we can start exercising mm. our energies and just uh, learning more about ourselves um, as individuals and as a couple. But anyways, um, yeah. So I'm out here. I love it. Um, I'm still DJing now. It's not. Hashtag Luna goes to events. It's hashtag <laughs> Luna's DJing the event. Hey. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. As an independent uh, DJ, I don't have uh, management. Um, so on my own, I've been kind of building my network. And um, despite my social anxieties, I've just been making really great connections, restaurant owners and different event coordinators and... Um, now I have a residency, or two residencies now. Oh, so wait. one oh, with a, a jam session, traveling jam session, shout out to the shed. And now I'm at Esther and Carol on Friday nights. Oh, and have a really great relationship with the owners of that really cute restaurant lounge. So um, things are building. It feels really good. I'm, I'm, my goal... Uh, Last year was to DJ a festival, and I DJed Curlfest. And now this year, my goal was to um, get involved with more QPOC events, like really start collaborating with more organizations that are for the LGBTQ plus community and for communities of color. And I, those opportunities have been falling into my lap left and right, and it feels so good. I'm... Um, DJing my first Pride uh, event, huge Pride event on the 23rd. Hey. And that was like the main, main goal is to really do something big for Pride. And this is going to be like a 600 to 800 people um, under the Brooklyn Archway. It's the first oh annual. And I'm really proud of that. And everything around DJing is still um, a creative... If I'm in like a very creative renaissance space right now for myself because there are a lot of parts of me I've kind of suppressed like also writing poetry and producing I haven't produced in a long time and I feel like I'm ready now I'm starting I was able to monetize the um, the DJing career and to the point where I can I can be self-sufficient mm -hmm. I can like survive off of it and I've just started so now I'm like looking to dabble more in the things that I also used to love, like production and writing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just very optimistic, feeling good about that. It's, it's cool what you said, too, about the whole Renaissance thing and discovering stuff that you used to love and then going back to mm -hmm. that. I think right. it, I don't know if there's something in the air or it's a time of year or what's mm -hmm. happening, but it seems that that's a narrative that a lot of people can relate to of mm -hmm. that, like, oh, I used to love to do this. Why did I stop doing that? Now right. I'm going to go and dive into that full force and, mm -hmm. like, really, you know, really taking the time and, you know, this whole thing of self-care, self-care, but sometimes self-care is just doing things that you, like, like to do yeah. right. that don't have any meaning or <laughs> any, right. yeah. you know, it's just like, I want to do this because it's something that, it, that really brings me joy and that's all. And I don't have to explain it to anyone. I don't have to kind of feel ashamed about it or whatever. Mm. There's just this real sort of like people are taking ownership of their own feelings right. and like wants and needs hey. so that's really nice shout yeah. out to that yeah well there was a lot of shit that has happened since the last season that i definitely want to pick up on and talk about mm -hmm. um you guys had a stellar list that you were reading off before so let's let's hit let that me get the phone honey let's see what we're doing here all right Search. <laughs> Goddess complex. <laughs> Just some behind the scenes. We're you also know. we're simultaneously eating. Yeah. Yes. Because all of us are starving. We, we got busy lives. We are days. busy. <laughs> and it just artists. so happened that starving artists literally. <laughs> I'm literally eating. No, but I, I, you know, we were talking earlier around how you know the podcast. Really, I don't know. I think I would like to think for me, um, and maybe you all agree with this, that it, I don't know, I feel like the podcast, the ending of season one, it really, I think int uh, being introduced and meeting all the folks that we had an opportunity to bring onto the show right. and hearing their lives and the amazing work that 
they were doing. Right. And I don't know, it just like really inspired me. And I think that's really what propelled me to take it to the next level where I'm at right now in terms of like the things that I really wanted for myself and like going after those things and not feeling guilty or I don't know uh just feeling empowered to get the shit that I want Absolutely. and like going after it so I, I don't know I think it's um it's not it's not always easy engaging and and you know sometimes I find myself like shutting off um, I don't know, the outside world and like really focusing on myself. And I think it's like a real balance to be able, especially when you're engaging in like social justice oriented work, that shit is right. painful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it's tiring. It's draining. It's like you have to take time to kind of recover. And because if you're not your best self when you're out advocating or, you know, being an activist or protesting or doing whatever you're doing for the outs, for the community, mm-hmm. then if you're not your best self, then what are you really giving? Like, right. How much yeah. You're doing more of a disservice. Yeah, you're not doing a service to anyone. So. So yeah, I think it's 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 interesting. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're all in like these amazing places where Absolutely. we have energy to to give, and I feel like now we're back here. So I, I don't Recharged, know. I feel like it's symbolic, and right. I don't know. Yeah. We've. Uh, now I'm like, after season two, what's going to happen next, darling? I mean, like, damn! Honestly, I, mean, I feel like the, the, the me in season one is was such, such a different woman. Like, I feel yeah. like such a new woman now. Yeah. Even listening back to some of the episodes, I'm like, wow, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm actually experiencing myself in a, in a space of learning and mm-hmm. in growing. Like, in addition to being challenged by um, the topics that we chose as a team... And like just being in a space of learning, I also got to. We also got to build a community. Like mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I still talk to like Vaughn from the finance episode. Yes, right. um, I know you, uh, Sidra and Obisa, You guys built a relationship, a beautiful relationship with. Um, oh my gosh, why did it just escape me? Uh, uh, Erica Hart, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful, and like Akia. Akia, mm-hmm. I got. I hang out with the key all the time now. We have our own little team that we've been working. We're actually curating the event uh, for the Archway Pride. Mm -hmm. So that's like a beautiful, all these beautiful relationships that came from it. So much growth. I feel like the the, the hiatus was very necessary. And like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a cool. Oh, speaking of podcast, shout out to Genovia. Right. Who's a oh, part yes. of Pose? Yes, like, yes God. Yes. One of the producers, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Along yeah. with Janet Mock. And oh mm-hmm. my God, like, yes, God. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to her. Have y'all watched it yet? I haven't watched I it. I haven't. Yet. We've watched, yes, we've, we've watched, watched the first episode. It's great. Amazing. It's, I like that they are setting it in the time when it all <laughs> began, in, in a way, and also, you know, not giving a nod to where the ballroom culture starts, which is in New York City, uh, the time period, which is the late 80s. Mm-hmm. They touch on, I mean, there's only been a couple of episodes so far, but I like where it's going. They touch on the AIDS, the beginning of the AIDS crisis and you know um, the trans identity mm-hmm. of that time and queer identity of that time. And just you know showing real passion and real... Um, like true family and community values within the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. at that time, which where is does, like where does the show live? It's so, on uh, Netflix, Netflix called FX, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it, the cool thing is it's directed by Ryan Murphy. So if you're a person who watched Glee or American Horror Story, it's the same people who did those shows. Mm. Um, and another really positive thing is that I like that they um, understood the importance of hiring actual queer and trans people for the roles. And behind the scenes. And behind the scenes. So that really says a lot, like, in terms of the coaches and the, you know, um, they they consulted with real people in the community to make sure that the the story was as authentic as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it's still Hollywood flashing lights, like, you're trying to sell things and make money, but just understanding the importance of you know, authenticity and representation, Absolutely. which is something that, you know, we don't really have that many shows that do that or, or like in a massive public mainstream way. Mm-hmm. So the ability 
for that to be on such a high profile network and like mm -hmm. so mainstream is great because now people will be interested in hopefully interested in what's the history of this where does mm -hmm. this come from mm -hmm. I want to know more right. so. and it's coming from the people it's not it's not a retelling of something right. or a watered yeah. down yeah. version yeah. yeah yeah we're in the middle of a very amazing exciting queer renaissance I mm -hmm. think with all these artists coming out. And even um, the other day, Shanice and I were walking down the street and saw like this huge ad. Uh, well, I think it was a JC Penny or a Gap, and it was just rainbows everywhere. All mm. of the models in the windows were like queer people, mm -hmm. and like it was it said that. And I'm like, wow, look at all these companies now, mm -hmm. like not afraid to to say, you know, we we support it. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I was like, girl, come on, Ray, let's do it. Let's talk. Right. It's five months. We got tea to spill, honey. Right. Run over. <laughs> okay, girl. So wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go back. I'm going to circle back. Right. Because yes, I will agree with while um, representation in terms of like advertising and 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 uh, products and like big companies like you said Gap and JCPenney mm -hmm. J Crew all this kind of stuff with those companies <laughs> just they're the only little Wayne <laughs> you know before every every um, take you hear him blow the smoke in the mic <laughs> sorry take a little, little I just think that I wonder how authentic that is and like you said mm -hmm. it was it was during Pride Month right uh -huh. so once this month is over and we move on with the rest of our lives and queer people are still queer people mm -hmm. and companies are still making money right are we worth as much in the other 11 months of the year the answer is no i guess <laughs> the answer is right. no i'm just trying to think glass half full like i already know it's a business no yeah yeah but like at the end of the day they were they they didn't represent at all so maybe they are making more money. Maybe they realize, damn, if I get if I get the queer folks on my side, like right. we can make money uh -huh. because you know that like it, within our community, once we know someone supports us, we support them. Mm -hmm. We will spend That's our money true. where we're welcome. So yes, they're making money, but it's great to know that these companies, it's no longer a taboo. And it's just it's a small step, but it's a step. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I think the the taboo piece, I think that is uh, very very important mm -hmm. right but i but in terms of the authenticity right i think that's that's always i don't know that's always the back of my mind because people throw rainbows on anything just like you were saying before luna and it becomes <laughs> that now you're all we're all on the same page and, and it becomes even it like tethers on appropriation in a lot of cases with this nike campaign mm. that came out they put out some shoe and um they're oh, the using the the Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're using the the triangle, the pink triangle, oh. and they're making everything like lavender colored. Oh, God. I'm just like, at the end of the day, you're selling a shoe. Mm -hmm. If they had said 100% of proceeds from the shoe, right. oh, exactly. then it's a different right. story. Yeah. But now you're just appropriating this culture that people have fought so well, hard. In a simple that they probably don't know the history exactly. about at all. No, but if you look at the press release, they talk about the history and then they try to relate it back to why this shoe is important, which is a problem. You're going to tell me that this pink triangle, which started during the Holocaust as marking people who were queer, mm -hmm. and then later on was taken on by the ACT UP um, organization for, which, uh, for HIV AIDS, for HIV -AIDS mm -hmm. research and like uh, activism around that and then you're gonna tell me that because of these strong <laughs> movements and these the the resilience of these people that this is the strength of the cushioning in the soul it makes no fucking you went way way left on that and it's like I don't know. It's just trying to like apples and oranges like I, I think just it's more see. damaging than anything. Well, yeah. it's, I think then it's important for uh, groups and people to speak out on that and call them out on their bullshit mm -hmm. so yeah. that they can correct it. So they can be like, they can feel that fire under their bums and be like, mm -hmm. okay, but um, we're going to make it better by donating the proceeds to, and then mm -hmm. like sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got to call them out. But and why then... must they do that though? Because 
in those companies and in those agencies, they have queer people. It's just like the Pepsi situation all over again. Well, we, you yeah, have yeah. you have the access to talk to the people who are parts of these communities mm -hmm. to make the advertising and the communication make fucking sense. Right. Yeah. Why aren't you taking that opportunity to do that? Preach. It's again, going back to what we're saying about Pose, it's not a retelling. Whereas these companies are like, it's like you retelling us our own culture. And exactly. it's like, right. Nabi, we got this. Yeah, they, yeah. And it's and also you're wrong. Yeah. That's not how it happened. That's how somebody told you. Right. Also, so it's like, like a company like Nike, it has so much money to not fuck up. You know, exactly. right. spend exactly. the money from the get go and do it properly so we can get behind you and we're not needing to have these conversations where you're polarizing. You know, because now you're polarizing the same people you claim to be. Exactly. But, I mean, but I'm not surprised. Where there's money, there's there there's going to be a, a miscommunication, and there are going to be dogs. There are going to be dogs out there that just want to make their money and they want to capitalize on what's what's hot right now. But like I said, my mentality has been because there's so much I could be angry mm -hmm, about. Mm -hmm. There's too much we could all be angry about. So that's why I'm like just trying to think glass half full. A couple of years ago, this wasn't being spoken about at all. Right. So that's why I look at this as an opportunity for mm. uh, smaller groups like ourselves, like the Goddess Complex and like all these organizations to be like, thank you for opening the door for us. You're about to make your money. Fuck y'all. But let's correct you. Mm -hmm. So then you can you can reinterpret what it looks what being an ally or what was the word you used accomplice. last accomplice really looks like mm -hmm. and but the thing again the thing is i it feels good to not feel like a taboo as much as mm -hmm. i did five years ago almost like a symbol or a token i mean i remember saying like high school you're just like anything with a rainbow and you like collect it yeah. you want to keep yeah. it because it's like it feels like something that you're a part of that is not so mainstream yeah but right. i think another thing to to talk about or to to be concerned about is as much as these companies are showing representation, it's not like historically um, LGBTQ communities have been also not marginalized just because of their identities, but mm -hmm. mar marginalized financially. Mm -hmm. So it's not like mm -hmm. any of these companies have lowered price points for these pride items mm -hmm. or oh, yeah. have, yeah. you know, yeah. yes, you're donating yeah. money, but is that going directly to the com consumer? Like yeah. a, a 16 year old homeless trans youth on the street can't go into Nike and buy those shoes. Mm. They exactly. can't go into Gap and get exactly. that t-shirt with the rainbow that says And what even when they do donate the money to these organizations, the organizations themselves are often problematic. Exactly. And they don't give it back to the and young people. they don't people. give it back to the people. So Child it's just like this it. cycle where the money is just like sitting in this cloud at the top going around uh -huh. and the people at the bottom that they're actually profiting mm. off of are not, it's not trickling down. It's yeah. not. Well, and I, I, I know out. that it's not. Yeah. Like I've, I've you know, I've worked with institutions where I've seen that be the case. I've seen the money come in and the money that makes it to the young people mm -hmm. is significantly smaller right, but than what was originally gave. Well, with the our era right now is so heavily led by social media. We have so much power through social media to start all these mini revolutions. Mm -hmm. And so... These companies, although they make these fuckboy moves at the same time, that they, they know all it takes is that one post that gets retweeted mm -hmm. or reposted mm -hmm. talking shit about their company, and they're going to lose a lot of money, and they don't mm -hmm. want to risk that. Mm -hmm. So looking at, um, let's say, like, did you guys ha see the performance that Beyonce did with the... She was like stepping. She did... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that Coachella thing. Uh, yeah. Right. Beychella. Beychella. Um, I know that they were a ton of fans of hers that were very happy that she was representing the, I don't know, the sorority or the fraternity. I don't remember. The, well, the HBCU, mm -hmm. kind of the whole culture. I think it was culture, the culture. Right. I think it was the particular sorority or fraternity that was represented on stage. I think it was, it was just the her interpretation of um, sor mm -hmm. sorority and fraternity life. I actually think, though, there was, I read, really? someone on my timeline posted it and was like, this is actually the direct... Uh, the exact choreography for this so-and-so's oh. fraternity or sorority. So there was a specific one she was representing. But um, so some people loved that, the representation, and other people were like, but damn, like, you have all this money. Couldn't you find choreographers to do something fresh? And also, like, she um, changed the logo of the sorority or the fraternity. Yeah, and to match it to her Beyonce. There were all these conversations that came up, but... Then, like, a day or two later, 
uh, she she donated a ton of money mm-hmm. to what were you to, saying uh, before? HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. Right. So, but is that it, just it, throwing money at the problem because well, she's famous? Well, and we don't we don't know, but that's to I'm I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't know, but that's an example of what I feel like most large figures and companies will do the second this whole like it gets talked about. Because no one wants to look bad. They're trying to look good and they're trying mm. to maintain. But is that also a marketing um, strategy? You can talk about the, the like, was it L'Oreal? You could talk about, I mean, the list goes on and on and on about all these different companies that have now, because like, you could talk about H&M, and now sure. they're leading this campaign of like, queer black people in a pride campaign and it's like is is this how you're trying to make up for that it's like now you're reaching really far i don't know and i just i i the with the money the little money that i do have i feel like i we all need to be just a little bit more intentional about Mm. the way that we spend it Mm -hmm. just because a company or something that you've always done and then you find out something problematic like how could you go back like i I'm not going to throw out the H&M clothes I already have, but I'm right. not going to go back yeah. to H&M yeah. now and buy no, new clothes. I, right. I just feel like mm-hmm. you've shown yourself, and even if it was a marketing ploy, that makes it even worse right. for me. Uh-huh. Because they were intentional about doing that. Because you did that on purpose. Right. And I it's be- like, how many how many people had to be hurt in the process of you doing something on purpose right. to make money? Like That I yeah, just I've been very can't really get behind that. Yeah, because I have this $80 H&M gift card. Oh. And I'm like, I really need uh, new clothes. Well, the money's summer. already being spent. <laughs> yeah, like they already got it. You just yeah. need to take your clothes. They already now. got the money. True, it's just been sitting on the dresser. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I need new tank tops. But. <laughs> and going back, Luna, to what you were saying about calling out these people. I mean, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of social media accounts that are dedicated to doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Erica. Um, and Ebony, they work very hard at exposing these kinds of things and they're really good resource to kind of go to their page right. and look at the stuff um, that they share. So it's at iHeart, H-A-R-T, Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great person to follow. And there's also another page called LGBT, LGBTQ History. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where I found out about this Nike campaign. They're really good at calling out um, these companies and they're very unafraid. Um, also an amazing resource of just like oh, history yeah. and understanding yeah. or where all of these movements are mm. coming from and why it is that we are able to now be on billboards and walk around the streets without mm. holding hands, kind of comm- commemorating and, and you know, honouring those people of the, the past. The second page you said again? It's LGBTQ history. On Instagram? Yeah. Really? They're also, oh, they're also right on now. Twitter, but Instagram is obviously just like a... And Get on your easy. phones, everybody. Right. We're going to follow their right account. Now. You oh, can do it collectively you. with us. Join us as we history. follow. <laughs> Which one is it? LGBTQ history, you said? Yeah. Is it underscore history? No. Let me show. Let me find it. Pause. Oh, we got to clarify. <laughs> we can't be. It's not. Ha- it's just LGBTQ history. Mm-hmm. They might history be LGBTQ? No. That's the one I saw. That looks... Oh, eight followers. No, it's not that one. Yeah, they're really huge. They have like thousands and thousands of followers. And that's another thing, too. Know your history. You just have to, like... I I just feel like there's so much media, like you were saying, Luna, before. Mm -hmm. Social media is a huge resource. It's a huge tool. But, Mm -hmm. like... Sorry, just to clarify. People can put anything up, and and Uh people will believe it nowadays. So it's just knowing where things come from. Right. It's, uh, just to clarify, LGBT underscore history. Bam. Look at the account. Speaking of, actually, I'm following right now, 229,000 followers. That means they're official. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of LGBTQ history, that is actually the theme of this Pride event that I'm going to be DJing Ooh. for. Um, that I mentioned before. It's the first mm-hmm. annual Archway, a Brooklyn Archway Pride, um, organized by some friends of mine, uh, Melee, Akia Gross, uh, Sonic is part of the team, Solar is part of the team. These are all girls that I work with consistently, so if you follow me on IG, you'll find them. 
And yeah, like I said, the theme is the history. So the archway, if you, have any of you ever been there? Mm -mm. It's humongous. I'm not sure. There are like two giant archways, one of which we're going to be projecting a giant rainbow in. Aww, so the I inside of that. the archway is going to be a giant rainbow. And the second one, um, I can't remember whose idea this was. I think it was Akia's, and it's brilliant. I think, are you helping with this too? Um, I gave her your contact. Yeah, she, uh, she asked me to connect her with Mkhabi. Oh, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, I mentioned that too. Um, but they're going to be projecting a bunch of photos and like footage hmm. of like a historical um, LGBTQ moment. So like, hmm. I, I don't know what they found so far, but I saw a couple of the photos and the point is just to pay homage, homage to the people that have come before us and, and made yeah. made life what it is for us today. Like helped along. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's gonna be dope. I was having a conversation the other day about how, um, I don't know, the folks who are, who have done the work and have paved the way and right. the folks who are like paving the way right now, rarely often get to enjoy the, the, I don't know, the impact they had on this yeah, world yeah, is right. so fucked up. I mean, like, you can think of almost any damn activist um, that had, you know, left us. Right. And, uh, you know, like, but that's they the nature of activism, right? I don't think, well, of course you are fighting for yourself and the generation you're in, but mm -hmm. I think more than anything, a lot of the work um, isn't recognizing that you're doing it for those who are to come, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that's a, that's a tough part that's a tough part of activism, mm -hmm. the selflessness of mm -hmm. it. Um, that you're not gonna get a pat on the back every time. Yeah, you're not, not gonna. Not even a thank you. Sometimes. Not even a thank you. Yeah. Not even a thank you for maybe fifty years. Like exactly. You know? It's just in believing that, in just believing in right. You know, in believing mm -hmm. in what is right, and just accepting that maybe it's not gonna happen for you, but it will happen for for others, and having that faith. Right. And so speaking of history, we're just going to keep it real queer, really gay, real LGBTQ up in here. So we're going to continue the conversation in that realm. Thank you. Can we talk about Janelle Monae's album? Because that has been one of the most, on so many levels for me, one of the most empowering things that has happened mm -hmm. for me this, this, in the past couple of months, maybe mm -hmm. even this year. Mm -hmm. So have you guys heard it? Beginning to end. Yes. Do you have any favorites? Mm-hmm. Yes, Sidro was obsessed with it for a I love it. couple even, of I mean, weeks. Even the, uh, <laughs> even the emotion picture that she the put out. The emotion picture. Uh, it took me a bit to get into it, but once I got it, I was like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. Right. And I think it also raises that point of, like, an artist is can be literally whatever they want to be. Mm -hmm. And, like, you as the consumer put them in whatever box that they work for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and forgetting that there's a person behind that and right. that there's a story behind that that's actually in the music if you listen to it, mm -hmm. you know, which is something that I thought that she really did with this album was she put a lot of her self into it and you, her authentic self, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. She wasn't really putting on a character. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of moments where, and songs and lyrics where you're like, okay, this is, um, this is really you. Like, I feel like, I like that. That song mm. is like really great because it's right. even the video is just her, mm. you know, and she's not super dressed up or like putting on a, a persona. She's just really very simple and raw. There's a scene of her in the bathtub, and it's just kind of like, mm. okay, like I see your your journey and you've grown up a little bit and grown mm -hmm. into yourself mm. in this album. So, it's it, so I thought beautiful. that was really, really great. Yeah, I'm so happy for her too because I I actually wasn't. Um, I'm going to say I wasn't a huge fan, but not because I didn't appreciate her music, just because I, I was never, I guess, introduced to it. Mm -hmm. I could really um, agree with you on that. I didn't really have that much reference, or right. I knew like two or three songs, but I couldn't be like, this is what I know about Janelle right, Monae. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But now... Now that, yeah, it, 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 it's, she's been coming up for me a lot more, um, and in the little bit that I had heard of her past projects, there was always something about her that I was like... You're one of us. Like you're definitely one <laughs> yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was. She never spoke about it, and I feel like that's been a thing within the queer community. Everyone's mm -hmm. always like, you know, Janelle Monae's gay. Like just like Alicia Keys, we all know she's. Yeah. A, she's <laughs> but um, that like it was so amazing, and it's just a perfect example of how like the times right now, 
Like, despite, again, these, like, big businesses and these fuckboys out here, you know, trying to capitalize on being queer, being hot right now. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's still this door that's open for us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, my mood has been like, I'm going to capitalize on this shit to do as much as I can for my community Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. it closes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I love that. It was it created an opportunity for someone like Janelle because I know how much pressure people in the public eye have. Mm. Right. Like the second you even give a hint of a, a part of your identity, you're basically opening the door to be either scrutinized or judged mm. or right. to lose followers. And she did that, and like that personally was very empowering for me. Mm-hmm. And another thing to consider too is that for Janelle, somebody who is a little bit older than let's say another queer artist who's always been herself because she's younger right Haley Kiyoko she's a sort of like a pop kind of singer from mm-hmm. LA who has always been queer all of her songs are about her relationships with women and like she's very open about that right. even so much so that she is on the cover of Nylon's first ever pride issue and like you know um, what I'm saying so it's but that generational kind of thing, seeing mm. that Janelle has established herself as one thing for so long, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. now being like, actually, this is what it is. Right. There's a lot more to lose in that mm-hmm. sense than if you're, you know, 23, 24, and you can come out and be like, this is me. Mm-hmm. You can buy my music or you can't. But right. isn't it so gonna- interesting that, like you guys were saying before, Janelle Monet wasn't somebody that you were really checking for mm-hmm. until now. That right. authenticity just like it's, it's alluring ways yeah. Ways. Yeah. yeah yeah just being yourself and being proud in that right will always bring you up yeah Shout out to Janelle. i'm not still, still oh, bay too bay number two, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bay bay number two. two. Shanice two. is not happy <laughs> no she's very happy she's um, bay two for her too bay two wow, wow. Oh, oh, oh. okay <laughs> all right did she just say she's Bay One? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was behind my back. That's crazy. Okay, it's fine. No, but it's true. I um, had a conversation uh, with someone the other day, and we were talking about like showing up unapologetically. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been, uh, you know, summertime is around. The weather's getting warmer, which means you know more clothes come off, and so you know it's time to you know show your skin and. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've, the transphobic and homophobic slurs, I feel like really increase even more in the summertime because mm. folks are, I don't know, they're wearing short shorts and tank tops <laughs> and crop tops. Yeah, they're quitting. free. Like, yeah. we want our bodies to be free. It's been caged because we've been experiencing this the harsh cold. cold. We, also we gotta let cool. our skin breathe. We also want to, like, be cool, too. Exactly. <laughs> like, goddamn. I can't be my gayest self in the winter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too many layers. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so uh, I've been trying to do my best to interrupt those moments um, in different ways with humor, with a compliment um, that seems genuine and not like shady. I mean, it could be seen as shady, but <laughs> you know, I'm that good, so it doesn't seem like shade to them. Mm. But, you know, it, it, it's the learning process. But, um, you know, engaging in those um, moments and you know, when we, you do show up unapologetically, I think that's, you know, even more time to be our best selves and to show up fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it comes to consequences, right? But isn't thing. it so interesting that it puts so much pressure for you to be a representative of all people mm-hmm. who are that way? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Janelle Monet coming out, now all of a sudden she's, she's being put in this position where she's needing to be an advocate and a, and a, a spokesperson mm-hmm. for the community. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, sometimes people just want to be. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't have to. And yes, you are right that you should always be armed and, and be ready to be responsible. But some, what if you, you don't want yeah, to be? Yeah, what if you don't want to? What if you yeah. don't want to be and you just want to be a person just walking exactly. around in the street as a man in your heels? Yeah. Exactly. And not have to talk for people. Yeah. Anyhow. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, are we wrapping with that? Was there anything else we wanted to get off our chest? Because I know we have some new things, new announcements. Yeah. I think we gave the girls enough tea. Y'all got enough tea for now. We're going to give y'all, we're going to spill it in season two, okay? (laughs) Put it back on the stove. 
in the meantime. So what were you saying to the girl? What was I saying? Yeah, you were saying we have a new format. Oh, yes. yes. So there is a new format of the show. Um, from now on, you are going to be hearing my voice and Chris's voice. Yes, go on. <laughs> a little bit more exclusively. Um, Ravisa and Luna will be coming on here and there to just kind of like give us their opinions. But for the most part, it's just going to be me and Chris. But that doesn't mean that they don't have exciting stuff going on as well. So okay, what's going baby. on? What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Noah? What's, what's going on, Luna? What's this little like shift? What's happening? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on? on? It's not so much a shift. It's an expansion. It's oh, a growth. Come on, language. Right? So yeah. the goddess complex, <laughs> there were so many visions we had for what the goddess complex was meant to be. It actually, I don't know if you guys remember, we started as a Project X. Yes. Project X was the main umbrella and the <laughs> goddess complex was meant to be the podcast produced by Project X. But the four of us created such a stellar bond and we have we've so many experiences that we can share with people that could be inspiration for growth and for learning. And so we decided to expand that and say, why don't y'all two take over the podcast and kill it and do your thing. And we are going to start... Um, a visual aspect of what the goddess complex looks like mm -hmm. called <laughs> the coming out scene. Yes. One more time for the kids in the back. It's called the coming out series. <laughs> so in a, in a quick nutshell, the coming out series is going to be um, a series of videos of us talking to um, different people within the queer community, um, kind of talking about the intersectionalities of coming out. Mm -hmm. That as a queer person, you're not, you, society expects you to come out as however you identify in, in the LGBTQ, you know, long list of letters, but also you are a human being who has multi, uh, multifaceted, you know, aspects to you. So mm -hmm. we're talking to people about domestic violence. We're talking to people about STDs. We're talking to people about um, immigration. Mm. So it's all of these things that queer people are, are constantly having to, again, be responsible for and be responsible about and, um, and talk about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's a very authentic storytelling mm. um, format where we allow the people that we're talking to to just have the mic and share their their stories and share their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think it's gonna be amazing. We're excited to bring that out to everyone. Um, it's still a work in progress, mm -hmm. but but it's a very exciting work in progress. Yes. Shout out to the LGBTQ universe out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yes, come on language. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, I'm excited come for that. Come on, language. Come on, language. Like yeah, I know. I mean, come on. No, I think that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing about language. We can create it and make it up as we go. Like, mm -hmm. there's no fucking rules that say that we cannot create our own labels and identify ourselves in the way that we want to. Right. Damn, if it doesn't exist, create that shit. Mm-hmm. And on that note... Bam! The goddess complex says, Goodbye. Farewell. Avridezi. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Peace out. Bye -bye. Da, da, da. Oh my goddess.